Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Covenant Eyes podcast. We are still at NRB 2023. And honestly, this is the best conference ever. We are meeting the most amazing people. And today is no different. Brandon, how are you doing? This has been a long but amazing week, right? It really has. And we're continuing to have these fantastic conversations with people who are serving the Lord in so many different ways. And it's just As I reflect on it, I think about how we're all called from all different areas of our country. We descend here, come together, get all fired up, and then go back to our missions and continue to serve day to day. Often I think about, even at Covenant Eyes, you know, we don't always hear from the people who we work with. And so you kind of start to wonder, are we really making a difference? And then you get to a conference like this and you meet people who are like, I love Covenant Eyes. What you're doing, the work you're doing is so important. It just gives you that fire and that energy to go forward and continue to do the good work. Absolutely. And then the other nice thing about being here is we're meeting some amazing authors who are bringing some topics that we actually haven't had on the podcast before. And we're introducing our audience to amazing people with amazing uh, topics and books and resources and programs. And today's guest, Dave Richardson, is no different. Welcome, Dave, to the show. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. So tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and some of your the work that you have done in recent years. Well, uh, I'm uh, the president of Assumptions Institute. I created the organization uh, several years ago uh, that came out of 30 years of ministry with Campus Crusade for Christ. And most of my work actually at the time was with college and university professors. Oh, wow. So I understand the education system and the people that run it. Yes. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, uh, Assumptions Institute, what we do is uh, we teach discernment. We teach critical thinking. Uh, We help people... Uh, learn how to discern truth for themselves so that they can flourish in their faith, engage the culture, and influence others for Christ. Wow. We need a lot more of that in society. (laughs) That is incredible. And I think, too, it just continues to come up as a theme, the old Ronald Reagan quote, trust but verify. Just just this idea that just because you say something, it doesn't necessarily make it true. So true. So true. Well, Dave, tell us a little bit about what does it mean to have absolute truth? Well, absolute truth is uh, something that's true for everybody, basically. Okay. Uh, And there's a lot of people that say there isn't anything that's true for everybody. But the moment you make that statement, what is that? (laughs) Something that claims to be true for everybody. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So it's not really uh, whether there is absolute truth or not absolute truth. It's simply how how do you find it? And for most people, it's really it's going to require a little bit of work. And most people don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So true. As you've been on the college campuses, you can probably see how they continue to go downward, almost into a spiral when it comes to truth and what they present as truth. Mm -hmm. How does a young person discern what is absolute truth versus what is just a relativistic idea? Well, that's why we created LearnToDiscern.com. That's uh, our new website uh, and uh, the new resources we're just bringing online. We're uh, making them uh, available. That's why we're here at NRB is uh, to let people know about them. Uh, We have uh, specific training to help people uh, with a system to be able to figure out what's true and what's not because the scripture is very clear in Hebrews 5.14 that solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their senses trained to discern 
good and evil. Discernment is not an innate skill, but a lot of us assume it is. All we have to do is just, you know, tell people what the truth is and they'll figure it out. <laughs> but that doesn't really work most of the time, no. does it? No. No, it's because... Uh, if you don't know how to recognize anything as true, you'll recognize nothing is true. So uh, we uh, have a specific system that is uh, powerful enough that I use it with university professors, but simple enough that I can teach it to high schoolers and middle schoolers in a, in a few hours. If they'll just practice it, they can figure out what's true for themselves. They don't have to be told what's true. They'll know how to do it. Uh, and the method is so simple. It's a phone app. Oh, wow. That you can use to practice with. Okay. And with, a, uh, with a, a little experience with it, you can actually discern truth, not on sophisticated arguments, complicated ideologies, but the simple assumptions underneath those arguments and ideologies. Wow. And you can do it in 30 seconds or less. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. What has the response been uh, from college students and professors alike? Well, you know, it's it's really funny. When uh, I work with college professors, I, I did it for 20 years. Uh, and I uh, would teach them ministry skills, you know, and uh, how to reach out to your students and coworkers, other professors, and share your faith. But then I asked them, what do you do uh, uh, to teach differently than your colleagues. You know, what does God have to do with what you do? <laughs> uh, and I get blank stares and funny looks. Uh, uh, what does God have to do with a chemical equation? Or uh, I just teach 18 weeks of calculus. You know, I, I was working at Georgia Tech for a long time, you know, so, uh, a very high-level elite university. And uh, they, they would say, oh, well, I could talk about God or not talk about God in my class. I don't see that it makes that much difference. But out of class, sure, I get it. Uh, in other words, they don't know how to make those connections. Okay. And uh, the, uh, when I developed this system, I went back to those same professors uh, using my critical assumptions test, and I, and I said, I don't want you to do it. I'll do it for you. Uh, and uh, because it's that simple, it allows me to see through a senior level course in aerospace engineering <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and go through and find the underlying assumptions in the course and say, look at this. You're answering six of the eight questions on my critical assumptions test. You're just answering them this way. Now you need to answer them this way. And it's, oh, that's how you do it. Yes. Wow. And they change their courses and teach the truth in a state university classroom in a way that's relevant to the class and appropriate to a public education institution. That's amazing. As you talk about the simplicity, and you mentioned it's easy for a middle schooler to use, talk about the importance of actually teaching those discernment tools and teaching people how to be able to pick out what is true and what isn't, even at younger ages, so that they can be prepared by the time they get to that university level. Yeah. Uh, and actually, that's one of the things uh, that is one of our long-term goals, is to take this and simplify it even further. Even though it's a postgraduate education on a sheet of paper, uh, it took me 40 years to refine it down to this level. It's totally out of the box from anything you've ever seen before. Uh, we want to be able to eventually do this with kindergartners, but there's mm. uh, the, the very basic thing that every person operates from is a core assumption about what's real. And that's something you can reinforce with a, a very young child, uh, emphasizing the fact that there is a creator and a creation. That's the first truth that's taught in the Bible. In Genesis 1.1, it says, in the beginning, God created. It's not just in the beginning, God saying, you know, the one God, the, the, uh, the, uh, the true God. And no, it's God created. There's two realities. There's a, a, a self-existent eternal creator who has always been. And then 
there is a creation that he made that contains both physical and non-physical things. Uh, so uh, spiritual things are just as real as physical things, but they're right. all created things. And he's the one who made it. So he's the source of everything. He's the source of love. He's the source of truth. He's the source of goodness because only he is good. He's the source of love. It doesn't come from us. If there is no God out there, then it must come from us. That's so true. Well, um, you know, you also have a book out there. So you've made this app, which I want to encourage all of our listeners. We'll put links to how to get to the, the app. But you also have a book called Transparent, How to See Through Powerful Assumptions That Control You. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because some of us still like the, the hard copy books, and we love sure. to dive into that, too. <laughs> yeah. Some of us, uh, you know, are getting up there in age, and um, I always call myself OK Boomer. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yes, yes. So I, I, I love books. So talk to me a little bit about what this book was about and how, um, you know, who it appeals to and who it's for. Well, uh, this is uh, kind of the initial brain dump that started the entire discernment revolution that, mm. uh, that, we're, uh, that, that we're advancing. And uh, what it is all about is, uh, is helping people understand what assumptions are, because everybody does start from a basic core assumption about what's real because we're not all-knowing people. Uh, only God knows everything, and there's a limit to what we know and what we don't know. And when we reach that limit of what we know and don't know, we have to assume something to be real that we don't know. Because if we knew it, we wouldn't have to assume it. But we all reach that point eventually. And that thing that you assume to be real and therefore true is the thing you don't question. Because if you question that, it blows everything up. You can't make sense of anything. It gives your brain the blue screen of death. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the thing that uh, that you can't prove. In fact, it's probably not even provable. And it's the thing you accept to be true on faith. Because you don't know it, you trust it. You assume it. How else can you make an assumption? You don't know it, you, you, right. you trust it. Right. The funny thing is that, sh- that puts every human being that you meet on the same grounds. Ooh. It doesn't matter. You know, we describe ourselves as people of faith. And it implies, of course, that there's people not of faith. That's actually not true at all. Every person you meet is a person of faith just people of different faiths because they start with a core assumption about re- what's real. Yep. Uh, and the you know the natural materialist they assume all there is is matter and energy. There's no spiritual things. Can you prove that? No. Because is it possible that something spiritual exists beyond the scope of your knowledge? The only mm. way that you could eliminate that possibility is if you had access to all places at all times and had all knowledge, which you don't, because that would make you God first of all, <laughs> and second of all. <laughs> Yeah. Second of all, uh, yeah, you're limited. You don't yes. have access to those things, so you don't know that. Yes. You assume that. Right. And we all do that. We just do it in different ways. And so I actually uh, spent five years researching the actual assumptions that people make and classify them and develop a tool to detect them in as little as 30 seconds okay. so that we can tell what's true, what's not, and we can relate truth from God and the Bible to real-world things, to the media, to the classroom and the culture, and do it. Uh, in real time. Incredible. Yeah. Oh my Dave, gosh. How important is it to even challenge our faith? So this idea that what we're taught, we actually verify to make sure it's true. Sure. Well, that uh, that's what uh, our entire method is really all about. The, the, my own personal experience doing this research and, and developing this uh, was a real challenge to my own faith. I discovered wow, I've got some false assumptions. (laughs) 
once I understood what they were. Sure. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and it actually, in the long run, is uh, a tremendously freeing experience to understand, wow, this is what it really means for there to be a creator and a creation. Mm. Uh, because if you don't have him, then I have to be the source of goodness. I have to be the source of love. I have to be the source of truth. But you know how that works out most of the time. Oh, oh yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. And uh, it has this effect of controlling everything that you say, mm-hmm. everything you do, and everything you think. But our basic core assumptions are our autopilot right. in our brain. We don't. They're subconscious. They're they're a reflex. We don't even think about them. They're not presuppositions. Those those require some kind of deliberation and decision. This is the total autopilot in the back of our brains, and most of us are not, aren't even aware what it is. So this, uh, this method that I've developed helps us surface that and check the heading on the autopilot. That's amazing. So that you don't fly into a mountain. Right, right. Well, and that, I mean, that just kind of stresses the point that, you know, our kids, if they're in public schools, they're being taught things that lead them to these assumptions that are untrue. Yes. And so really making sure that we're giving them those critical thinking skills and the ability to discern at an early age because the culture is coming at them with so many lies. Yes. So I, that just reinforces that in my mind. Uh, fantastic. So I guess I'm going to have to embrace the app. <laughs> I'm going to have to just uh, you know embrace it download it and use it because i'm not a big app user but that sounds fantastic well the, yeah. what, all the app is is just training wheels yeah, yeah, uh, yeah when yeah. you learn to ride a bicycle you put training wheels on a bike so a young rider can learn to keep their balance and keep the pedals going until they can uh keep it going smoothly and straight without <laughs> knocking it over but then you don't need the training wheels that's all the app is it's just training wheels to get you used to the system after a while it'll become a reflex and you'll just do it seems like a great tool for us you know sunday school teachers Sure. You know, anyone working with youth, people, parents, adults, everybody can I've use this app. I've quietly done this with public school teachers. Really? Oh, That's yeah. incredible. So how, how do I bring truth based on God and the Bible into a public school classroom? Mm. There's ways of doing it, using, yeah. doing a critical thinking exercise. Right. And this is a specific method. I just adapt it to fit in that environment. Uh, as long as a, a teacher is not advocating any one of them. It's education. There's three different possible ways you can explain this issue. And you let the student pick the one that they want. And you don't advocate. You just lay it out as a possibility and watch what God does. I think that's really important because in our culture today, when when sides go up against each other, it seems to, even for Christians, sometimes turn into a shouting fest and nobody is listening to each other. So I think what it does is it puts the onus back on the person who perceives to have the truth to think deeply about it. And really, when you come into something, you can just ask questions and not have to say a thing. Yep. And and in fact, the the really interesting dynamic that the critical assumptions test creates is because there are three possible ways of assuming about an issue. It eliminates the debate because Mm. it's your position, my position. Oh, no, we both could be wrong because there's a third possibility. We have to eliminate that first. Mm. So then you can actually come alongside the person that says, let's explore it together and, and together eliminate the other one to make sure that at least... Oh, uh, that other one isn't a live option. Uh, so uh, it's uh, it actually dials the level down so you're not lobbing bombs across the wall at each other, That's but so having a civil conversation about what's real. Yeah. Because there are things that exist that are not real. And if you can't tell the difference, you can never discern truth. Unicorns exist. They exist in books. They exist in movies. They exist in the minds of artists who draw them. 
but you can't go out into the woods and catch one and go for a ride. And if you can't tell the difference, you could never discern truth. Right. Oh, my goodness. I think we need to pass this app and this training along to some of our politicians out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because there's lots of public policy oh that are being goodness. crafted yes. about things that are not real. They do exist, but they're not real. And if it's not real, it's not true. You know, as I sit here and think about the conversation we're having, I think about the number of Christians who are leaving the church. So I think about the hearts of the ministry leaders who are watching people walk away, the hearts of parents who are watching their kids leave the faith. How is it that we can work with each of those groups, the ministry leaders and the parents, to help them teach truth, but in a way that becomes foundational and doesn't lead to all the questioning, all the wavering that comes later in life, which could cause people to leave the church. Yeah, that that is, that's our motivator. <laughs> that's the thing that drives us, is this mass exodus of young people, a million a year, according to the Pine Tops Foundation. It's heartbreaking. 65% of kids that grow up in Christian homes, schools, and ministries will leave within a few years of high school graduation, few ever come back. What's going on is there's a crisis of truth, and what we're doing, because uh, I, I interview parents and ask them, what are you doing to, to prepare your students for the increasingly hostile anti-Christian culture they yeah. got to live in yeah. and lead in? Uh, they... Uh, give me all the usual things. Uh, we send them to school, uh, Christian schools, home schools, uh, involved in church and church ministries, Bible studies at home, retreats, conferences, apologetics training, uh, conversations about, uh, you know, just casual conversations about the Christian faith and contemporary issues. But what that is, is exposing students to truth without any training to recognize anything is true. So that's like me walking into your yard with a tiger. And if you didn't know what a tiger was, that thing could eat you. Right. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because you didn't you didn't recognize it for what it is. And so right. uh, even if the source of the truth is God in the Bible, if a student doesn't know how to recognize anything is true, they'll accept nothing is true. And so that's what we get. We yeah. give them the training yeah. on how to recognize it. So good. Because we live in an age where so when I was growing up, my parents said it so it became true to me. Sure. And then I actually had to question certain things to discern whether they were actually true. And some of the stuff I found out, my parents actually don't know everything. Yes. Surprise. <laughs> but I think we live in an age now where young people are so sick of being misled Yes. and mm. are so sick of being told what to do that they just reject everything and try to find something to cling to, but then they're just constantly searching, it seems like. Yes. And, th and that's exactly what I don't do. I, uh, I, one, uh, uh, on our video training course, uh, we, we've got a short video training course uh, that's uh, at learntodiscern.com uh, to kind of get people's feet wet. That's the first thing I say in the video is, I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm here to teach you how to think so you can figure things out for yourself. Yes. I give you the tools. Yep. You come to the conclusions. I, I, get, I simply give you the, the rails to run the train on. But uh, because how do I figure out what's true? Well, nobody knows. Well, I've been doing apologetics for 40 years. I've worked with the best. My, my first job with Campus Crusade was as a researcher for Josh McDowell. Oh, wow. Uh, I've, I've, uh, and I've, I, this has been my world, yes. uh, working with college professors. What else do I do every day right. uh, but apologetics? But how do I distill it down to a simple method? Uh, when I was showing this to, uh, to some other 
another ministry who are uh, really big in apologetics, they said, we don't have anything like this. This is like kindergarten level apologetics. This is so simple. Uh, I don't know how anybody's not come up with it yet. Uh, So this gives the tools for a student to figure out for themselves. So they don't have to listen to mom and dad, even though you should. (laughs) Uh, And and you shouldn't listen to the professor, even though you do. Right. Uh, This gives you the, the simple basic tool to tell is this true? Is it not? And does it match who God is and the truth in his word or not? Amazing. Well, tell our listeners one more time how and what the name of the app is, how they can get it. Sure. Um, because it, and, and is there a cost involved? Oh, no, in it's free app. A free app. My That's goodness. A oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's no reason not to download this app. Okay. Tell us again how you get the app and what it's called. Sure. Well, uh, if you go to the transparentbook.com. Okay thetransparentbook.com. That's uh, the website for the book. And there are links on that website to download the app. There's also links to uh, download the audio book version. So it's uh, it's on iTunes and uh, and Audible. Uh, Also uh, an e-book version. So uh, if you... prefer uh, an ebook instead of a print book, uh, uh, how to download it. It's all there at, at the transparentbook.com. Then at learntodiscern.com, that's where our training courses are, and we're bringing more of them online throughout the summer, uh, our video-based ones uh, for individuals and small groups. And then we actually have semester-long courses that we've developed for Christian schools and for homeschools. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be going to a, wow. a homeschool convention right after this one uh, to uh, share with the homeschool community. Here's something that you can bring home and use uh, to teach your own uh, student how to discern and you can learn it yourself and you can pass it on to your kids. Amazing. Dave, it's been such a pleasure visiting with you this morning. Thank you for joining us and for doing what you do. Because Karen, I think it actually, so we talk about how parents can talk to their children about sex and the dangers of pornography and different things like that. But I actually think it adds a deeper level to the conversation of don't just take what I say for absolute truth. Make sure that you think through this and try to understand why we're saying these things and why this is true so that it can be something that they understand not just with like their heart but but with their head it like all flows together absolutely yeah and pornography of course is the ultimate lie right it is taking what god has designed and made you know for intimate relationship and marriage and distorts it and makes it not true. So this ties beautifully into our topics here at Covenant Eyes. Well, I want to encourage our listeners, please go to this website. The the show uh, notes will have all the links in there. This is this is a no-brainer. It's a free app. Everyone needs this. I know I'm going to download it. I'm going to do what I don't normally do, but I'm going to download some apps. <laughs> Check it out. And um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in for another edition of our Covenant Eyes podcast live from the NRB. Thanks, everybody, and God bless.